So most people think they're coming to me to, to get new photographs, but that's never the case. And the reason it's so difficult and exciting and liberating is that photography becomes that gateway into translating their thoughts inside their bodies into like almost a visual representation of, of who they are. And the difference between the confidence and the authenticity is when you're able to find the, in your words, the soul, whatever the soul would be for people. And that's when you see the connection in the eyes. And if you can take people on that journey, that's how they end up celebrating who they are and finding that journey of transformation. Sometimes our honesty might offend other people that are not ready to face themselves just yet. But that's okay because when you honor who you are, you are actually empowering others who are ready to look within and embrace who they are. So there might be a little bit of resistance when you embrace your authenticity, but the impact that you're going to make in society is far greater when you do lead with authenticity. It's, yeah, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. And there's also going to be resistance when you're trying to change because other people around you might not actually want you to change. So you might suddenly find yourself a little bit with the going back to the analogy of the cycling at the beginning and, and you're feeling confident. Some some children will fall off that bike and then you'll have people rushing in. Oh, oh don't do don't do any more cycling. You might hurt yourself. And yeah. when you're in a position to change yourself and you see that your inner light is taking you to a different drumbeat that you can hear perhaps people around you aren't hearing the same drumbeat. There's going to be tension there too. Yeah, oh, this reminds me of Jumanji. <laughs> when they started the game and they could hear the drums. <laughs> but that was a journey for just for the players. Mm. That, that was a side quest for them. It wasn't for everybody else. So. Mm. What's your sole purpose? It's what you came here to accomplish. It's also who you're meant to become so that you can make an impact by being yourself. We're all here to unlock our potential and create positive change in the world. Everything starts with you. One is not born into their purpose. One steps into their purpose. Were you born to do it? Let's find out together. Welcome to Born to Do It, a podcast about the power of authenticity. Because when we step into our authenticity, we get to change the world with it. We get to bring positive change into the world by being ourselves. And we're going to be talking about shining our inner light and confidence today. And I'm excited to introduce to you Amanda Herbert, who is a professional photographer, portrait photographer, and a headshot alchemist. Welcome, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, then my business name is Amanda Herbert, but yeah, I, I go by Amanda. Yes, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you as well. And I'm curious, where did the word alchemist pop into the journey? Oh, now, it is, it's funny that you said that because I literally only just updated the little LinkedIn profile when you contacted me that week. And I've got a lot of old, but I work with notebooks. I've got a lot of old notebooks and I was flicking through that and I had a list of adjectives and verbs that might describe my my journey with clients linked to confidence strangely enough and it's not until I started preparing for this podcast and I looked again at what alchemy was and I thought how beautiful that it's all come together at the same time because it's it's all linked to a transformation of some sort yeah and that usually is what happens when we embrace our authenticity it's like everything just clicks all the puzzle pieces were there but it's only when we put the final piece that we can see the big picture yeah Definitely. And then when you take a step back, you, you can see all the, the all the threads are coming together to that one point. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I work with notebooks as well. And I have so many ideas across so many notebooks that mm. maybe one day when I'm 80, I'm going to look back and be like, wait, that was a missed opportunity. 
Or you read your diaries and go, oh, I made the right choice there. <laughs> Who was I? <laughs> uh, it always reminds me of uh, this movie with James McAvoy, and where he was like, that's not me, that's Patricia. The split identity. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. me, that was Patricia. <laughs> Or maybe it was you hiding and waiting to come out. <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, I think every detour is part of the process of self-discovery. And maybe sometimes we stay a little bit longer at certain detours because we are afraid to go back out into mm -hmm. the world and explore or shine authentically, which yeah, is something yeah. that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. And my first question to you is, what is confidence? As somebody who works with people from different industries and capture their most confident self in front of the camera what have you discovered that confidence is and how do we get to that place of embodying our confidence yeah it's, it's such a difficult question to answer because of course confidence is is an intangible word but I think it's something that comes very from very deep inside of us and I know that when we are confident we act in our best selves and you will see a confident person will be acting in a certain way you'll be hearing certain ways that they're talking about themselves and they're not afraid to laugh and cry and ask for help and, and to reach out to other people. It's something that's very, very deep within us. If you think about the analogy or story of learning to ride the bike, most people learn to ride the bike at some point in their life. And you'll have the parents and the people who are looking after the children cheering them on saying, come on, you can do it. And you have this expectation and this pressure that you, you know you want to ride the bike, you know you want to please people around you, but you're not really quite sure how to take that first step. And confidence starts from when we are children. So some people might launch themselves on that bike, fall over and start crying. They might push themselves forwards and, and laugh when they wobble and fall off it. And it's it's just something quite deep in us and li lives in our heart. And I think we all either describe ourselves as confident or not so confident. Yeah, absolutely. And you made a really good point that when we're finding that confidence, we do have a lot of people that are cheering you on, especially when it comes to like things that other people have already achieved, like learning to ride a bike. The grown-ups already know that child is going to learn how to ride a bike. Obviously, we've all been there. But sometimes confidence is in doing something that no one else has done before you. And uh -huh. when no one is there to cheer you on because they don't actually know what's going on because only you have that vision, it's you knowing who you are, that deep sense of self that you discover through the process of living, I suppose. Yeah, I, th I think it is life experience. I think it's how you translate that confidence into the, into the way you're living is, is one of your knowns, really, isn't it? Mm. What do you say to people that come into your studio and they're a little bit shy? How do you get them to cross the bridge from being shy to kind of embodying more of their self, their authentic self? I mean, I always say that even the most confident people need a little help. And um, mm -hmm. there's always going to be resistance. There's always going to be a little bit of friction. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do it. I don't know what to do. What's going to happen? Will I like the photographs? And the way you help people overcome those little hurdles is by using your emotional intelligence. I think you've got to know how to connect with a person, know how to speak to a person to help them overcome that hurdle. I have lots of little strategies that I've used over the years and I can get a sense of, oh, this approach will suit this person's personality, mm -hmm. but this person's personality won't enjoy that kind of experience with me. So I just tip away at which way I go. And, and then a lot of it is just my enthusiasm and enjoyment. So I'm, I'm 
I love photography. I've done it for years. I'm very passionate about it. I always enjoy the thrill of, oh my goodness, look what we've just created. Look at that photograph. It's a case of getting people out of their headspace as well. But once you've pulled them out of their fears and they, they start to realise it's not as hard as they think, once they see a good photograph on the back of the camera, then they, they start trusting that journey with you. So if we go back to that analogy of, of cycling, we know as, as a cyclist, you've got to just push down that pedal and go forwards because the momentum's just going to take you forwards. And it's the same during a shoot. If you just take that leap of faith with a photographer, whoever that person is that you trust, it gets easier. And once that momentum and that fun and enthusiasm takes you forward, um, it's hard to describe. So it's definitely to do with emotional intelligence and it's definitely to do with how you 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 connect with people. It's getting yeah. out of your head. You, yeah, you it's well because my research has brought me to the realization there's four levels that we operate on. The physical level, which is the body, the habits, which is very practical. Then we have the mental level, which is where we usually get stuck a lot because we think we need to be in control. We don't actually make it to the third level, which is the emotions, where we trust. We know that we don't know all the answers, but that's okay. We're not supposed to. And then we have the level of the soul, which is even the enlightenment, that not many people make it to that point because... Once again, they get stuck in the head. They think this needs to be perfect. I need to be perfect. This is not matching my expectations. What are the expectations? They're once again born in, in the thinking mind. But when I was putting this together, and I noticed that the, the way that I've chosen the emojis here, you have the emoji with the sunglasses. So there's that sense of maybe hiding a little bit, mm. using that accessory to showcase your confidence. Mm. But confidence really is that authenticity and showing yourself truly to the world as who you are. Maybe mm. you're excited about books. Maybe you're excited about bikes. Maybe you're excited about cooking. That is who you are. And the more you embrace that, the more exciting your, your journey becomes, the more you get to connect with people through that joy that you mentioned. Because really, we're complicating the human experience when we try to be someone that needs to be responsible all the time or someone that needs to adhere to the societal expectations, when in reality, we just need to be ourselves and I think you're helping people see that we're capturing them being excited about the work they're doing mm. but why is authenticity so difficult <laughs> I think it's difficult because you need to have that moment of self-reflection to understand who, who you are and to understand what your journey is and to deep really deep down into what, what's your why so most people think they're coming to me to, to get new photographs but that's never the case. And the reason it's so difficult and exciting and liberating is that photography becomes that gateway into translating their thoughts inside their bodies into like almost a visual representation of, of who they are. And the difference between the confidence and the authenticity is when you're able to find the, in your words, the soul, whatever the soul would be for people. And that's when you see the connection in the eyes. And if you can take people on that journey, that's how they end up celebrating who they are and finding that journey of transformation. Celebrating who they are, because yeah. this really is the point of embracing your authentic self, saying, declaring to the world, this is who I am. And I love that I've become this person. I've uncovered that this is who I am. But there's a, the other side of the coin is, you know, once you flip that coin, you get to also experience that liberation of unlocking more of your potential and connecting with so many more people. And they don't have to be people like yourself, but you get to share these parts with one another, maybe build something together. Because it, it's quite interesting you mentioned that when people come to take a photograph, it's a lot more than that because mm -hmm. in that process you connect, you're having a conversation, you're getting to know the why. Why do you need that photograph and what is it going to do 
for you. How are you going to use it? Because we have iPhones, we have, you know, all kinds of smart technology, but to take that photograph and capture a moment in one's journey, it's like a milestone in their career. It's a milestone in launching a business and you get to help people capture that, but also embody more of that self that's already achieved it. It's definitely a milestone. And if you've if they've chosen to have a photograph taken and everybody says they want to look warm and inviting and friendly and a, a good representation of whatever their professionality is, you have to allow them to celebrate who they are without making them feel awkward or self-conscious. And as soon as you start asking about their life and their business and why they're wanting to update their headshot and discovering the projects they've got on the back burner, that's where you see that celebration because all of a sudden they are proud of their journey. They are proud of, of this, the, you know, the growth they are making. They're super excited about the future project they're about to yeah. do. And then you suddenly see the real person come alive on camera and they, they are beating that drum saying, I am here, this is me. And sometimes, well, most recently, I've had a lot of people that are saying, you don't get to define who I am. They're not, they're not trying to change who they are. They're not trying to redefine who they are, but they have been perceived as a certain person. A society is saying, oh, well, you, you are that person. And they're actually saying, no, this is who I am. And this is how I'm going to look. And here I am. And, and it's wonderful. And that's why it's liberating. Because when you, you find who you are and you're accepting yourself, it gives you the greatest lift. I couldn't agree more. And there's something that you mentioned around the liberation that is also connected to changing, that mm. over time we change. And the more we hold on to the previous identity, the more it's weighing us down. But when we embrace that flow of changes, it's not that we're changing into a brand new person. It's more that we're unlocking more of ourselves, more of our authenticity. And I think we found that social media in particular has helped us embrace who we are and explore who we are with the rise of personal branding people are allowing themselves to change a lot faster than in the past do you see photography helping that in terms of the future of maybe entrepreneurs or the rise of the creator economy that photographers are going to be more involved with helping people put their personal branding online most definitely. I think I think actually having a decent photograph of who you are is, is absolutely essential nowadays, isn't it? And you can have your, your stylist, your makeup artist, your hair, you can have your marketeers, you can think about your niche and your customer segments, but the photography brings all of those different strands together and it is quite literally the visual representation of your personal brand. It's also the easiest way to convey to your readers and audience who your personality is, because then you're able to tap in just by your expression and your clothes and the background you're choosing into your, your values and your mission statement behind whatever your brand is. And also photographers have that understanding of, you know, what are your colours going to be? What is your mission statement to your readers? We can take all those little bits of elements from everybody and pull it together in one very beautiful photograph that's curated to show just what your message is. Did you know from the start that portraits were going to be the thing that you want to dedicate your career or was that something that over time you kind of zoomed in onto no, no I think I think life just 
takes you in in, in, a, in a journey. I think one, one of the stories I share on LinkedIn quite a lot is I do remember going on, um, I did a lot of free meetups as photographers and this experienced photographer asked me what kind of photography I was interested in doing. And I said, well, I don't know yet. And he sniggered. And I remember how little that made me feel. Um, that's why I've always been a huge champion on supporting other people. I do believe that if we elevate each other, we're, we're all going to succeed. So I've always been incredibly generous about sharing tips and tricks because I wouldn't want anybody else to feel like that but my journey was that um, we worked overseas for years and when I came back to London I realized that I missed that connection with people so I used photography to connect so I'm a, the classic introvert and I missed um, walking around and chatting with people and taking their photographs when I did one of the courses a photographer said to me Photographers use cameras as a gateway, either to as a barrier to, to people or to bring them in. So I use my camera to bring myself in. And I think we, we now see myself at the end of that journey is how do I get such lovely smiles out of people? It's because I'm, I'm giggling at, at my own enjoyment of it and having a bit of a laugh. So... No, I mean, I think that's how it was always going to be portrait photography. And then it became headshots uh, through lockdown. I was going stir crazy. I was doing loads of self-portraits, which has probably been my gateway because I've learned so much about how to photograph people in a flattering way, how to Photoshop people's faces in a flattering way. So I just naturally found myself doing headshots. And I was like, I looked around, I was like, hey, I really love that. I found it. Yeah. And the journey of self-discovery of self-growth never stops, especially I think the pandemic really did a big number on all of us because we unlocked creative yeah. potential in us that was dormant for many years. We finally had the time to pause and yeah. look within. Yeah, with, yeah, without lockdown, I wouldn't have started self-portraits and hadn't. I know this sounds a bit daft, but I don't see myself as a creative at all. But once I'd, dis, once I'd sort of gone down that little pathway of photographing myself in the shed a 50 million times, it was, in, it was interesting to see what, see what you discover about yourself. Yeah. But also that's part of the expansion because you've, you've added a different adjective to your CV, so to speak, or your internal view of yourself. That creativity was just added there. <laughs> Well, it was always there. I just didn't have a name for it. So mm. one of my favourite portraits, self-portraits I did, made me made myself look like Rembrandt's mother. So I looked incredibly haggard. I just remember taking that photograph and I was, I was, I was really frustrated because I couldn't quite get the lighting right. And I've got a bit of fur on my head and a bit of lace over here. And I've made myself look dreadful. But, but I sort of remember that process and through, if we go back to that frustration of not feeling self-confident and riding our bike, I had to go through that learning pit to come out of the top. And I've since had clients say they, they've contacted me because of my self-portraits, I suppose, because they can actually see I've got that creative eye and I can understand how to translate when people say I want to look confident, but warm, but friendly, but serious, mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, it's a, there's the alchemy. So I am able to pull all that together somehow. I, when I saw Alchemist in your description and Headshot Alchemist, I knew there was something magical around that title because mm -hmm. I use alchemy as well in my work, but I use it in the sense that I interpret the elements from astrology, from the elements that we know all about, earth, air, fire, and water, as interpretations as to our own behavior so that we can understand more of our human nature. But alchemy, I see it more and more being used because it's not something that's in the fairy tales. It's something that we're using to make more sense of the world, to unlock more of our potential and to get to know who we are. But an essential part of the alchemist, whatever your industry is, is that you have to start with yourself 
you have to understand how you can shift your inner state, how you can overcome your own limiting beliefs. And I think going in front of the camera is one way to lead by example. And you dedicating some time for that self-expression is actually leading by example. So people are taking your example as, hey, I can be confident too. Hey, I can be brave too. I can explore more of me. I see somebody else is doing it and they're enjoying the process because finding that state of flow that Mm. books have been written about, that is exactly how we're supposed to live our life, to find our spark and follow it because that's how we spend more time in the state of flow that inspires other people to find their flow. Going back to the branding, I know that portraits are kind of the, the leading theme here. But I've also seen on your website that you do branding and help people kind of expand their brand. Is this something that once again happened during the pandemic that you thought, hey, maybe I can help people with that? Because I think a lot of us realize that we're actually more powerful, more capable and more creative than we think that we are. And so we are capable of adding more services and adding more skills so that we can actually connect to even more people. It's not necessarily about the money. It's about expanding our network because we're meant to share this journey together definitely the, the reason it happened with me is it was actually it was client-led so as I said they they come to me because they think they just want one headshot and then I do a lot of pre-preparation with them and once you start digging into what they want why they want it where they're planning to use it what their role is how their clients or customers see them future projects you suddenly realize you, you can literally see the light bulb go off in the head and like, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that because I, I work with a lot of like founders and CEOs, some very high to do people really who have high stake jobs, who work with a lot of teams and corporate identity and they're complex and highly successful people. And so their business profile will have a lot of different personalities depending on how they're working in any given week. So they come in for a headshot and then it's like, oh, but if, you, if, you're, if you've got that project on, you'll need to have a business portrait that looks like this. Oh, you said you're updating your website, in which case you'll need something that looks like this. So the, the personal branding is, becomes a natural extension of it because it's continuing the conversation, basically, of who they are as professionals and how they see themselves. What was that transition or gateway in their life that's made them come to me and where they see their future projects going? Because that's when you really see who who they are and how you want to help them. So it all sort of falls into place quite naturally, to be honest. Mm, you're a catalyst for their transformation. Absolutely. After that one headshot, the level up begins. <laughs> Everybody loves to talk about themselves. Everybody's secretly proud of themselves, even if they feel a little bit underconfident. So as soon as that conversation starts, the pathway evolves in front of you and also specifically linked to headshots. As I said, I enjoy it so much and I'm giggling so much. And it's like, oh, we've nailed it so quickly. Earlier you mentioned about flow. There's a flow in photo shoots as well. It's like, right, well, now we've got time to play. You know, what else should we create? The power of play. We keep mentioning that in conversations because it really is unlocking that childlike wonder. Mm. That doesn't go away. It's just that we forget how to do it. That doesn't go away when we're adults. We're supposed to actually remember it so that we can find more joy, so that we can live our lives with more joy. What I've seen on LinkedIn, especially, is a lot of photos alongside stories. Hey, this is this is my story. This is what happened. This is what I learned. Here are some tips from my trip or from my conference or from this. And I think this is the power of photography 
and being able to capture one's why, one's story. The ability to stop and pause for a moment to actually connect with someone, even if you don't engage with them, even if you just like that photo. But when we see a photo online, it just starts a conversation because it captures our attention, but it's not necessarily for superficial reasons. It's because it tells a story. We're learning how to care about one another. We're learning how to be humans. And I think Mm. photographs are actually helping us connect with one another a little bit faster. Yeah, it's it's an invitation to have a conversation, isn't it? It's an invitation to have a conversation. I love that. And that takes me to what does it actually mean to be a headshot alchemist? And the words that came to mind when I was putting this together was capture one's inner light. And I love this description on your website, release the confidence within. We started this conversation about confidence. But I think with the images and knowing your why, you can connect the photographs with hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm passionate about. This is how I can help with. You might portray a a thought leader in a different way that you're going to portray a communicator or a writer or an author. Mm -hmm. The beauty of it is when all of these faces come together or all of these souls come together and it's they're almost vibrating at the same frequency of joy. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if they're working in different industries, if they're at a different age, they're just happy to serve being themselves Uh and i think photographers have that power to help people channel that channel their why Uh essentially which is authenticity inner light so many ways that you can call it and you know when you've captured the right photograph as well you know when you've captured you're going to use the word soul that that's that shine in their eyes that i try and aim towards a smile that looks like I can see that as I'm talking to them and the smile and the expression that their friends and colleagues will say. And when you've when you've nailed it, you you know you've got there straight away because there is something of that inner light shining forth through the photograph. One thing that comes to mind now is when you're talking to leaders, to business owners, entrepreneurs that have teams that rely on them, have you seen that challenge? that internal challenge or conflict of those leaders to preserve their authenticity while also being the leader that they need to be. So not necessarily themselves, but somebody that needs to protect or lead a specific group of people. So they need to mold their personality a little bit to match. Perhaps they're becoming alchemists themselves by being the leader because they're working with different elements and energies. There's a tension there, isn't there? Because at one point they might need to be a friendly colleague and advisor Mm -hmm. and the other time they might need to lead from the front and inspire people to change their behaviour. Sometimes there's bringing different disparate people together in a team project and motivating everyone towards the same goal. That's why I try and create a variety of photographs because you might need a different photograph for a different scenario. But leading back to the conversation about confidence, people who come to me for the headshots very often have found that inner vibration where they know how they want to communicate with people and they've gone through that journey of defining who they are and finding their own communication style and then they're saying yeah well this is me and this is what I do and I would like to present that into a photograph and that's why I've mentioned the fact that you have to look friendly but serious approachable but 
I work with a lot of coaches. So, you know, coaching is, is not all about complimenting people. You have to be a bit tough sometimes with people, don't you? So I think it's almost gravitas. You need a bit of, um, you can see a twinkle in the eye. And behind that twinkle is a little bit of steel. That's how we, we craft the looks, basically, to go, OK, right now we're going to try and look like this in your photograph. Sometimes our honesty might offend other people that are not ready to face themselves just yet. But that's OK, because when you honour who you are, you are actually empowering others who are ready to look within and embrace who they are. So there might be a little bit of resistance when you embrace your authenticity, but the impact that you're going to make in society is far greater when you do lead with authenticity. It's, yeah, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. And there's also going to be resistance when you're trying to change because other people around you might not actually want you to change. So you might suddenly find yourself a little bit with the, going back to the analogy of the cycling at the beginning and, and you're feeling confident. Some some children will fall off that bike and then you'll have people rushing in. And, oh, oh, don't do it. Don't do any more cycling. You might hurt yourself. And yeah. when you're in a position to change yourself and you see that your inner light is taking you to a different drumbeat that you can hear perhaps people around you aren't hearing the same drumbeat. There's going to be tension there too. Yeah, oh, this reminds me of Jumanji. <laughs> when they started the game and they could hear the drums. <laughs> but that was a journey for just for the players. Mm. That, that was a side quest for them. It wasn't for everybody else. Mm. So, when did you first discover photography? Oh. I'll take you back in time now. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I do remember it was 2006. And again, I, I share the story on LinkedIn. I'm embarrassed to say, because um, we lived in Asia for so long, I was getting a little bit bored of traveling, which I sound completely spoiled now. So I took up photography just to give myself something else to do. And normally, I say, I don't, I'm not a very confident person and I have low self-esteem and low self-belief. But luckily for me, I, I picked it up very quickly or something was calling in, in me. Um, so that, that's how I started. And as I said, because I did a lot of travel photography, I travelled a lot by myself, met lots of interesting people and took their photographs. And yeah, and I, I miss that connection. So that's how it started. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've traveled a lot around my university years and I remember feeling fatigued by the travel, mostly because I think we all need to slow down every now and then. But then when we slow down, we're like, well, now I miss the journey. Yeah. <laughs> now I really miss traveling. Now I'm like, oh, I wish I could go off again. But no, there are bills to pay. <laughs> But also now you're traveling through these conversations because you're building new worlds, you're building new opportunities for people and through you empowering them. But it's quite interesting that you mentioned, you know, that the people that often like to empower others have dealt with low self-esteem or having to empower themselves and feeling like there was nobody to uplift them. So they've dedicated their life. Guess what? I'm going to go and I'm going to empower other people. I'm going to push them into their calling and help them embrace more of their true self. Definitely. And I have used my photography as a tool to promote other people. So I've worked, so you've seen all my headshot work, which is predominantly what I put on LinkedIn. I've worked with a lot of teenagers as well, lots of actor models. And so I've used, I'm hesitating because I don't sound like I'm showing off, but I've launched so many careers for young people and given them that boost in their Mm -hmm. life. And I look at them from afar going, oh, I remember when I took your photographs and they've my photography has basically opened up the doors for them and given them a step into where they wanted to go with their life and I have definitely always used my photography because it's a skill it's a gift mm-hmm. I think I am quite good at it and I think you know here here's a here's a leg up let me let me help you and send them on their way and yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. I think it's honorable. And I think it's about many coaches and teachers choose when they feel disempowered, they commit their whole life to empowering other people. And it's usually kind of the testimonial. It's the backstory of every superhero or superhero that doesn't wear the cape. We're going to help other people. We're going to empower other people because you realize on some level you're being pushed. That, that is your calling kind of to uplift other people. And Honestly, the more we uplift one another, the better society becomes. Even if, you know, it's not your calling, it's kind of a natural thing to do. Lead with kindness, lead with joy. And when you see someone that's kind of struggling to see their own potential, to remind them, hey, I see something in you. <laughs> mm. And that's very true with teenagers because obviously we all we all hated ourselves when we were teenagers and found mm -hmm. it hard to grow up. And, um, and they find it really hard to see these beautiful photographs of themselves. But when you can, especially when you have the mums with you, you know when you've caught, caught some beautiful photographs and they will look back on those photos and go, oh, yeah. So it's, that, that's a different kind of journey. So we've talked about leadership and coaching and, mm -hmm. and personal branding, but it's, it's, it's the same narrative, but with, with younger people who are also really learning who they might be mm -hmm. and learning about self-identity and questioning who they are. And they're on the, the start of that journey. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. School mm. has a tremendous effect on the younger developing minds, especially the teenage years. They're confusing. So many changes yeah. are happening to your body, to your yeah. mind, to your emotions, you're experiencing everything at once. And if you don't have role models that empower and uplift you, you might choose or you might view that you have a limited number of choices when in reality we all have unlimited amount of choices, yeah. but we just need someone to remind us. So the conversations are what's even more empowering than the images, I'd say, because they remain long after that in engagement has finished. Yeah. So when you're young and you're looking at your inner light, you, you can get a distorted view on who you are. So if you have someone reflecting back the, the true inner light that, that you know, we can see in other people, it, it gives them hope. And so photography has made me a much more compassionate person and a, a sympathetic person and a considerate person because that's how I use my tool. I sort of go, open the door and through you go. <laughs> I love that. And I love that this kind of model at unlocking your soul purpose and your potential can empower a lot of younger people to believe in themselves in moments of doubt because there is a lot of information that's stored in the earthly instruction that i like to call them um we have the 12 houses we have the 12 signs and each corresponds to something a lot of people have done this research before me i'm not claiming ownership of this i'm just redistributing this information in a way that i found that it helps people to ground it more into their everyday reality starting with your name we have the first name corresponding to leadership so you're here to pave your own path and lead by example then there's a surprise element that i'm going to get to at the end and your last name leads to number eight, which is the number of transformations. So bring transformation with your work and presence. So this is using numerology to connect some of that information. And then when we look at numerology combined with astrology, we get to learn more about the state of our consciousness that we can use as knowledge, as blueprint, as roadmap. Doesn't mean that this is, you know, the rest of our life because our choices define what we do, our free will. But there's a lot of information here that can empower us to better understand ourselves. Have you ever done any of the um, human design or astrology or numerology before? 
Not recently, but obviously uh, we prepared some stuff prior to this interview, didn't we? And I had a, a quick look through. I was surprised how accurate it was. Yeah. There, was a, there was a lot in there that I could recognise. Mm. And mm. there's so many different ways that this can be analysed as well, interpreted as well. I've seen so many different spiritual teachers that look at this information in a completely different lens than me. So the journey never ends to learning, to self-discovery, to applying your potential in different ways and unlocking more of that authenticity and the inner light. Mm. But combining this, we reach the number nine, which is the number of higher education and philosophy of life, search for meaning, mind expansion and journeys, mm. which might explain why you've traveled so much. <laughs> it's, it's part of your blueprint for getting to know the world. Mm. And then we switch to the astrology side with the four elements where we go into the alchemy of things a little bit more. So your sun sign is Aquarius in the fourth house. And Aquarius is one of the air signs that is connected to information, knowledge, and intelligence. Mm -hmm. If Gemini is the most talkative, Aquarius is kind of the middle ground between listening and talking. But they're very skilled when it comes to the information processing. And they are able to pick up on a lot of details that most people might miss out on. So this being in the fourth house... It's an indication that your higher self-identity, so the person that embodies more of your potential, is somebody that connects the dots when it comes to people's subconscious mind, their motivation, what excites them, what scares them. So you're able to help people figure out their own psychology, figure out their own motives and how they can apply that why into bettering themselves and bettering the world. With the moon sign in Virgo, which is kind of the existing identity, so what your consciousness has already unlocked in terms of research, this is Virgo in the 11th house. So this is somebody who is able to ground big ideas into everyday actions and launch these partnerships or platforms to collect ideas, to collect people. So there is community building in that energy. The moon sign usually connects to the south node, so that's the existing knowledge, and you can think of it as the past life learning path. Mm -hmm. And that's Leo in the 10th house. So that's leadership. That's achievement, recognition, career, purpose. So if you connect the two, you're able to understand what it means to be a successful leader who is able to lead a community. But because that is your past identity, you're here to unlock that in others you're here to pass mm -hmm. on that knowledge in others so that's why there is a link between you working with leaders because you're able to pass on something into their consciousness and unlock that fire within them so that they can lead better and because you have Aquarius in the fourth house as your north node and the current learning path, this is a complete alignment of your higher self-identity and your soul purpose your current learning path uh, again Aquarius the fourth house, the subconscious mind. So helping people understand their inner world, unlocking the depths, but not in a way that involves the emotional side. More to do with, let's have a conversation. Let's be a little bit more practical about it, but let's keep that conversation open because you might have something for me and I might have something for you. Let's keep exchanging that flow of information. And with the rising sign in Libra, it's another indication for a communication style in your life that has to do with meeting people and conversating with them, just exchanging a lot of information. And it's a two-way information exchange. With the Venus sign in Capricorn, which is in the third house, this is grounding 
platforms or resources that allow for that communication to continue. So it could be products from ideas, but you're able to visualize things and bring them into the world really fast. So the connections that you're going to build these things with, they're kind of like your soul tribe, the people that you can co-create with, where you can have that conversation with them. But because this is the third house, it has more to do with the conscious mind. So you're bringing it a level lower so that you can reach even more people and kind of share these resources with other people. So for example, launching a podcast where Mm -hmm. you can invite people and talk about ideas, but more people can engage with that podcast. They don't need to be in the recording. They can just listen to that. But that is creating ripples in the ocean, so to speak. And putting it all together, you're here to help today's leaders express themselves more authentically. And the way that I've used four here, as you can see above the one, it's because you're using Mandy as your everyday name and that m leads to number four uh, but there is that alignment that comes when you put the number four from your sun sign and your north node and your alias it's almost like you're adding more of that alignment through your everyday choices so that you can embody more of yourself through it and this is on a subconscious level conscious level this is your consciousness your higher self however you want to describe it but there's this full alignment of you working with your natural abilities to uplift others because you understand what it means to lead and it's almost like you had to spend the first part of your life embodying that leader that travels and leads by example so that now you can empower even more people to lead and travel and explore and communicate so you're using your ability to understand people's motivation to help them step into the spotlight of their own life which is very symbolic of that headshot alchemist that captures the headshots that then shoot people off to the stars And then the surprise element is you're here to help build communities through purpose-driven leadership by reminding people of their purpose. So you're able to prioritize the collective needs over the individual spirit when it can benefit the world on a global scale based on the existing identity. And you're here to remind people how to do that as well, when they should shine and when they should dedicate their light to shine the light on other people so that that empowerment continues in society. And finally, you're here to use your platform to share ideas, connect, and start conversations. So as a natural-born communicator, you have the power to uplift other people's spirit and connect like-minded souls. And the Venus sign in Life Path 3 is that communication. But because you have that transformative ability in you, every conversation that you have is going to bring some sort of inner transformation. And it's a very empowering path. Whoever has eight in their names, it just, they're natural-born transformators <laughs> alchemists yeah. so well chosen <laughs> <laughs> or did it choose me i think so <laughs> fascinating that's really interesting any surprises no um so did you did you did you look at my name and do uh, do the star chart on my name before we did the interview or have you discovered this at the same time as me no i because i don't know the full name so some people have two um, middle names some people have two last names yeah. but when i see a as the first name i know this is a symbol of leadership because mm. of, these are called the destiny paths life paths mm. but when i started reading through your natal birth chart and i saw four four and then mandy as four i was like oh this is alignment it's like an add-on mm. one is still the primary number but it's like an add-on and mm. Again, there's so many different ways that you can interpret this, especially if you start reading the different planetary positions. Mm-hmm. But I would say the way that you've built your business and the way that you're leading your life, it just shows that you were always kind of 
push towards that path. It's there wasn't any resistance. You just naturally try things, and then they worked, and more and more was happening. So I would say this is just confirmation. I know even the conversation we've had during this interview has completely reflected what you've produced, mm. isn't it? So the thing that I've spoken about most is actually helping people move forwards in their life, whether it's the, you know the big CEOs or the young children. The golden thread throughout all of the conversation today has been how I'm using my skill, you know, interpersonal skills to transform their lives and elevate them. And that's, it's matched perfectly. Very interesting. (laughs) I would say the surprise for me was that because when I see one, it just speaks of leadership, lead with yourself. So take the spotlight as yourself. But because I've seen that for a couple of times that led me to believe, oh, it's not actually you taking all the spotlight, not to say that you shouldn't take some of the spotlight as well, because you have ideas, because you have observations, because you've understood things about life through your own mind expansion. But there is a strong link that you understand leadership on a deeper level, and you're here to help other people see their potential to be leaders. And I think that itself is quite empowering as a life path. Yeah, so um, I've mentioned I'm an introvert. So my leadership style is actually the servant leadership style, which is the one that puts yourself mm-hmm. at the back. So to use an analogy, I did a, I was a dive master. So you could either lead the, the diving underwater from the front and everyone would follow you or you'd follow them from behind. Mm-hmm. And in, in, you know, in my life and in my day job, in my photography, I lead from behind and like you know we've talked about elevating other people and showing them the path and letting people have the independence to go forwards whilst supporting them from behind so there's all different forms of leadership absolutely yeah Yeah. the final point here use your platform to share ideas connect and start conversation i think this is an opportunity for you to connect the people that you've empowered as well and then start more connections because you said it perfectly leadership is about empowering others and i think maybe we have it a little bit twisted in society that leaders take up all the space because we've had some really bad examples over the years. But the quiet leaders, the introverted leaders, they usually hold a lot more power than the ones that are the loudest and take up all the space. They're changing society. It's like a silent revolution, a quiet revolution, but they're empowering people. And suddenly you see innovation everywhere because Mm -hmm. of the rise of these introverted entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And strangely enough, I have set one of my business plans to do that middle thing that you've said about bringing the community together and exploring where I fit into into the community where I live at the moment and seeing how I can move forwards in that trajectory as well. So it has tied in perfectly. Amazing. (laughs) I'm really happy to deliver the confirmation and I like to finish the conversation saying that one is not born into their purpose, one steps into their purpose. Analyze your natal birth chart using numerology, astrology, there's human design, there's all kinds of personality tests that have been developed by many brilliant people. It's just the starting point of your inner work of doing the self-discovery and actually applying what you found into everyday choices, everyday habits. The moment your life changes is the moment you actually start doing something every single day. And some days you might fail, but that's part of the process because that's how you learn. And that takes us to your website, which is a powerful vehicle for connecting leaders, empowering leaders. What is the rest of 2024 looking like for you? What are the business plans? Is there something that you would like to invite people to join? Oh, thank you. Um, well, if people are more than welcome to follow me um, on LinkedIn at the moment and connect on my website. Um, but where I'm going 
in the future is actually back to what you've just done on the on the, the chart is actually I'm really digging deep into knowledge and um, self-improvement at the moment. I've suddenly become fascinated with who I am as a, as a business person, which is not something I've been that interested with in, in the past. I have already reached out to a couple of communities on the, I live on the Isle of Wight, on the island, seeing if I can use my photography, a free service to elevate them and their um, business prospects as well. Because I think I've identified a couple of areas that I can support people with. And um, do you know what? Just enjoy life. More of the same, really. I, I love my photography. Um, the reason I've got such a good smile on the face that you can see there is that I actually just fell off the stool as the camera was still portrait. I literally fell off the stool as the photo was taken. So, you know, everything in life is a bit of a jolt and, a, and an yeah. error and a mishap. There's always good that comes out of it. But thank you for the opportunity for chatting with me, really, and, and talking about photography. It's been great to connect. And I think what you've captured in this image is actually your inner child. That's the power of capturing that joyous self. It's the inner child. <laughs> All it took was me to fall off the chair. <laughs> That's okay. I don't do that with my clients. <laughs> it's it's the same as falling off the bike, you know. Yeah. You, you laugh it off and you try again. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're confident, you can sort of embrace all of that, can't you? It's a, You just need a trusted advisor sometimes to get you to that point. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the most successful people, they have failed the most. They've just embraced it as this is not failure. It's just a failed attempt. I'm not a failure because of a failed attempt. And what is success really? Because we get to create our own definition. Maybe the success that society has deemed as, you know, praiseworthy is not the success that you find praiseworthy. So absolutely and you asked about you know what are my business plans it's like my business plans aren't to be the most successful photographer mm -hmm. it's more actually to do to embrace it and have fun and meet more people and that is a different type of success isn't it embrace the imperfections yeah mm. and laugh it off channel more yeah. of that joy yeah. <laughs> it works <laughs> so what's one advice you would say to people that are considering taking your path the path of a photographer that's here to capture people's inner emotions and capture their confidence and empower them all photographers are quite geeky so get in your 10,000 hours for sure know your camera inside and out and just practice 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 until you've got the the technicalities once you can once you can function without having to think about the technicalities that's where you can so if you're going into portrait photography or headshot photography that's where you get the connection is that you it's that sits that is that energy between the left hand and the right hand side and you're basically using both sides of the brain to problem solve so photography is about problem solving Solving. You're problem solving the lighting, the equipment, people's poses, people's personalities, your own fears. I'm terrified before every shoot. And once you can let one side of the brain go, you've got to move to the next side of the brain. So um, the, the names of, if you want to sort of Google people who can support you in this, I have been influenced by photographers called Chris Orwood. I think I'm pronouncing them right, who has a really interesting book about how, how you can use film photography to connect with people. For headshots, there's a big photographer called Peter Hurley. He's out there. You can just see his personality powers off the old YouTube videos. So he's a good one to study. As long as you remember, these people's ways won't be your way. You've got to tap into your inner light to find out what works with you. Um, another very popular photographer is called someone called Sue Bryce, who's um, good for connecting with people and posing. And I, there's also um, a book by Tamara Lackley, 
who talks about feeding off she's a children's photographer reading children's energy and knowing when to what kind of techniques to use and basically I imitate her philosophy in in photography with with adults I've just you know I I said before I, I, I judge the person I'm with and I work out what's going to work and how I'm going to unlock their inner light without making them feel awkward or self-conscious. So, yeah, I think that's enough information. <laughs> There's no punishments. Like, you either shine your light now or <laughs> out of here. Sometimes I do do that. <laughs> but, but no, you, I mean, it's like this conversation. You've worked out how you're going to build up that rapport and then you, you dig in. It's yeah. a, it's a trust process though. You you have to trust the process because as much as you're preparing for a conversation, when you actually meet the person, you start that conversation. You don't know where it's going to take you. And I think one of my favorite aspects of these conversations is that as much as I love you know preparing the talking points, what are we going to discover in between? That's where we're going to find the biggest treasure. Is that it, it's not only for us, but also for the people that are listening or watching this episode in the future. Because everything that we do, it's not just the instant gratification. It's not just creating that photograph, that video now. It's It leaves an imprint and it empowers and inspires people in the future if you do it right. But in order to do it right, you have to slow down and you have to trust that, you know, you only need to know the next step. <laughs> Yeah, just take baby steps. And it's the same with photography. The, the best photos are very often the in-between ones when people mm-hmm. have let their guard down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that guard is protecting us from the judgment because we grew up having to protect that authenticity because when we were little, somebody laughed at us or yeah. judged us wrongly, which is kind of doing that inner work of removing those limiting beliefs and that the, the wounds that your inner child is carrying. Yeah. And allowing yourself to heal. Mm. And one of the quotes that recently made a huge impact on me was doing the inner work is about making more room for joy so Mm. that you can channel that joy and allow it to actually, you know, so so that it can be your natural state that you're not, nobody's going to come and try to steal your light or steal your joy. Scarcity mindset. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So final question, what would you say to the leaders, the entrepreneurs that are about to stand in front of the camera and they're terrified (laughs) because for the first time they're going to be sharing that new identity or they're going to be talking about their idea and they're thinking am I going to be accepted am I going to be welcomed am I am I going to be followed yeah yeah they they, they, they do think that's like am I going to do it right and Mm -hmm. so and and normally I do a lot of pre-visualization and a lot of chunking of the information so I I pre-warn people a lot about what we're going to do and explain what we're going to do. And then um, once I know I've got like the lighting set up and everything's okay, and then I just use the force of my personality and say, right, you know, come on, come on, we're going to do it. And so once they've they've done a discovery call with me, once they've chosen to work with me, I I assume people are just committed that they're going to do it. And then I'll put them in a really comfortable position and I'll just say, I'll just take one picture and I'll show them the picture straight away so they can see that they Mm -hmm. actually look really good. And then, ah, now I feel okay. And then I just start, you know, taking lots of photographs, letting them have lots of feedback, getting them to see the photographs, allowing people. It's a collaboration to say, Mm -hmm. no, I don't like that. And I want to change that. But it's, um, you've you've just got to do it. I, once, once they're in, I shoot from my house. Once they're in my house, it's like, let's have a cup of tea. We'll talk about your outfits. Right, we're just doing it now. We've got to push you on the bike. <laughs> it stabilizes off and give you a push. That's basically how I do it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Feedback and fun. 
because that is a, a practical way to go through life. Have fun, but ask for feedback or give feedback so that, you know, you're using both sides of the brain. Yeah, so, you, so you can learn through it, definitely. And something important that you just mentioned is that first photograph, it, it might be the perfect photograph, but because they, the person that you're filming has some sort of wound there, some insecurity mm -hmm. there, that's all they're focused on without seeing how beautiful of a human being they are or without seeing how amazing they are. So you have to work with people's wounding sometimes. And that applies into the workplace. It doesn't have to be, you know, just in the studio. We yeah. all have these invisible wounds that kind of pop up into the surface in conversations. And yeah. when you're able to remind somebody that there, there's so much more outside of that wound, they're able to actually build themselves up because ultimately, that's the empowerment. Yeah. You're building yourself up. Hopefully by the end of the session, when they get the photographs, they are uplifted. But I do get people who can't look at the photographs and find mm. it really hard to see themselves. Yeah. I've had a lot, lot people cry very often in my sessions. Mm. You've, yeah. you've, you've taken the plaster off, basically, yeah. and they've started to take, to, it's that healing process, isn't it? You do have to use your emotional empathy and, and move them, move them yeah. forward. Mm. But learning to honour yourself in all of your aspects, it's... It's a life well spent, I would say. And there's nothing wrong with falling in love with yourself because that's the only way that you can pour from a cup that's overflowing and pass it on to everyone in your own life. Yeah, so. you have to fill your own cup first, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me thank on Port Joy and thank you yeah. for empowering so many beautiful leaders that we're about to discover into the world from you know teenage models to entrepreneurs and business owners there is a leader in all of us there is a creator in all of us and we just need somebody to remind us somebody to take the time to actually listen to our story and capture it and you're doing precisely that so thank you yeah thank you for the opportunity and thank you for listening okay <laughs> that's a wrap <laughs>